0: Welcome back everyone to another edition of Building Stronger Communities and This Week in Local Government. This is our quick weekly check-in to talk a little bit about what is on uh, leadership's mind in local governments around the country and uh, to give you a little insight into the kinds of things we're working on and ways that uh, we think we can support communities in your development efforts, your operational efforts and everything else that's going on at City, Town, Village hall uh, where we've been thinking a lot in the, over the last uh, bunch of months here about uh, about economic development and particularly economic development in uh, in small you know r- rural communities L- Local governments everywhere are strapped uh, uh, you know don't get me wrong the smaller and, and, and more rural areas are not uh, not alone in their resource needs but uh, but particularly in these areas. Uh, smaller governments have to do more with less. It's just uh, just the nature of, uh, of the work we do. And so uh, prioritization becomes key, right? If you do one thing, it almost certainly means you're not going to be able to do something else. You don't have limitless resources, uh, no matter what the size of your community is. So you got to think clearly about what is going to carry you farther down the road? Which effort is going to carry you farther down the road? Now there's some deal breakers out there, right? Water and sewer got to get done. The snow's got to get plowed off the streets. But in terms of that little chunk of discretionary effort that you have as a local government leader, where you spend it is going to make the difference between where you are tomorrow uh, from a from, is going to make the difference between where you are tomorrow on the financial side, on the community development side. Um, and really all around. So uh, we think about economic development as a way to, to ensure long-term financial sustainability. Uh, last week, we talked about ARPA and how to invest it uh, to, to make sure that it's not just a one-time drop, that you're not just putting money into something that in a year is not going to add value to your community. Economic development is almost always that way, right? If you spend it now and you spend it in the right way, in a strategic way, uh, then it almost ensures a little bit of a trajectory shift that things can move uh, in a better direction for you if you do it right. Uh, and uh, and so what we what we kind of rack our brains about uh, in our office is uh, we work in these teeny tiny little places. I mean, really, we work everywhere, but uh, but our favorite communities are uh, are these smaller towns, villages, little cities. Um, where mayors, administrators, key, key stakeholders around the community uh, really have to focus their efforts. Um, how can they, how can those folks advance economic development with very modest resources? And so what we, uh, what we started to put together was, I love lists as, uh, as some of you are starting to figure out, but I, I asked my team, what are three things that local government leaders can do to uh, to advance their economic development objectives uh, without breaking the bank. Uh, you know even with ARPA and some of these other uh, recent you know windfalls, if you will, to the degree that they are that, uh, local governments are still limited in resources. So if you're a mayor, what are the three things that you can do as a mayor uh, to keep your economic development program uh, moving forward? And, and we've got three big, Uh, big categories that break down into, into some smaller chunks, but effectively the three categories we've got for you are know what you have, know what you want and tell your story. Um, so what do we mean when we say know what you have, uh, every local government, I don't care where you are. I've worked all over the country and every little city town village I've ever walked into has an asset has multiple assets. Uh, multiple resources that can, uh, can move your community forward. You have some market potential. That's why you're there, by the way. The market isn't sympathetic. Uh, it's uh, the, the fact that people are investing in your community, even in a modest way, means that you have an asset that's valuable to the market. Understanding what those assets are, understanding what your resources are, is critical. Um, because you're, you're down the road that tell your story pieces about communicating those. So you need a really strong inventory of your economic assets. So look around your community. Think about what is attractive to, uh, to an investor. Think about what in your community, what's special about your community that would bring an investor to town. Think about why you're there. Think about why the, the Chamber of Commerce president is there. What, why are these folks continuing to invest in the community day to day to day? Um, if, if you've got a downtown, if, uh, if the Central Business District or the Historic District is something that you, you have on your radar as a potential economic asset, get an understanding of what's out there. What's vacant? What's underutilized uh, in terms of building stock? And why is it staying that way? What's keeping it vacant or underutilized? Um, this is knocking on doors, right? Uh, you know these property owners in a lot of cases, particularly in smaller communities, most mayors can just rattle off uh, the names of, of the property owners in the community. Uh, if you don't already know the answers to these questions, take these guys to lunch. Take these guys to coffee and say, okay, you know, 123 Main Street. It's been sitting there for five years. What needs to happen to move it off the dime? What are your hopes and dreams about uh, about what this property can become. Uh, so so get an inventory of that and uh, and and really get a clear picture of what needs to happen to to move some of these properties forward. Similarly, if you're thinking about industrial sites or other greenfield development opportunities, take the same kind of inventory. Go to the county uh, records database, and typically a, a lot of most counties today have a nice GIS system set up. Where they they've you could print an aerial map of uh, of your entire community uh, and draw lines around those larger parcels, particularly those that are on key transportation arterials or those that have already been identified for industrial or or other development. Inventory that. Understand how much acreage is out there in how many parcels with how many owners. Understand the the infrastructure and environmental concerns. You know, those are those are typically you know back to that you know in that conversation with the downtown property owner. There's a reason that big flat piece of ground is is sitting there and has been sitting there. Um, understand what that is, uh, and uh, understand the hopes and dreams of the owners. Everybody owns a piece of property for some reason. Most people don't just uh, fall into property and and think about it as some uh, as as just some. Uh, the asset to be set on the shelf. They have an idea about what they want to do with it. Understand what that is. Um, And then catalog all of this somewhere, your downtown information, your your Greenfield information, put it all somewhere. It doesn't have to be a fancy website. It doesn't have to be any kind of slick marketing brochure. This piece is just about knowing what you have. So create a spreadsheet, have a legal pad uh, that has all this information on it. If you know what you have, you're already one step ahead of where you were yesterday and where a lot of communities are. Um, we we, we li- literally walk into town hall and say, you know, what what's on your plate, Mayor? What do you want to see moved? And, and a lot of times he'll say, hey, you know, we, we really don't even know what we have. So that's step one. Step two is knowing what you want to do with it, right? Knowing what you want your community to be in 5, 10, 15 years. Um, hey, plan- planning is critical, and I'm a planning consultant in a lot of ways. I, I do work, uh, with comprehensive and long-range planning with communities. Um, but every plan doesn't have to be, you know, this, this large-scale total community effort multi-year uh, process. Uh, this process, you know, what we're talking about today is just about getting a clear understanding of what your community wants. So uh, we want to create a little plan, but it doesn't have to be any kind of a monster. It's something you can take uh, in in small chunks. The first step I tell every community when they're thinking about planning is public engagement is key. And, and in this case, I just mean understanding what the public wants to be done with, uh, with your community's asset, where the public wants the community to be in the next, in the next five to 10 years. Um, and this can be done pretty simply. I mean, you can put a 10 question survey out there. If your community has any kind of, uh, uh you know, internet, uh, Adaptation, which is our adoption, which is to say, you know, if people are using the internet or using social media in any any regular way, then you can throw a, a Google survey together uh, and uh, and just pump it on your website, put it out on your Facebook page, have the have the city council, town council, village board do that. Um, if if you're not, if it's not a, a community that that's embraced technology in, in any kind of large way, you can you can just put it in the library, put it in the grocery store uh, throw it in the penny saver, whatever, uh, you know, wherever people are gathering or wherever people are getting their information, put it, put a little 10 page survey out there asking folks, you know, what do you want to see, uh, in five to 10 years in our community, they'll be appreciative of it. And if you use that information in the right way, uh, to create your plan, then you automatically have created all these plan champions and people who will support the plan moving forward. Um, Get the leadership around the table. And this cannot be at a town board meeting, city council meeting. It has to be in a session that's designed for this. And it doesn't have to be a full day. It can be a couple of hours. Take a long lunch uh, and sit down and say, okay, here's the information that we got from the public. Here are our assets um, in front of us. And here are the gaps. Uh, Based on what we've heard from the public, based on our own uh, aspirations for the community, Based on the condition of our assets, we need to establish a clear, unified vision. Um, it needs to be aspirational, right? We're, we're trying to move the community forward, so we're going to be reaching for something. Uh, but it also needs to be authentic. Don't don't say you want to be something that you really don't want to be, and don't say you want to be something that that you really can't be, right? Uh, we're 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 all limited. By geography, by by you name it, natural resources, uh, we've all got some limitations. So don't say you want to be Manhattan if the community doesn't want to be Manhattan. Most communities don't, by the way. Don't say you you want to be uh, you know, San Diego if you're in in you know upstate Maine. Uh, there's a there's an environmental challenge there that's that's going to uh, separate you from San Diego. But if you're aspirational, which is to say, if you if you show that you've got some drive and you're authentic which is to say that you understand the conditions that your community is facing uh then then you are and and you create a unified statement that people can stand behind then then you're ahead of the game this is this this vision statement is a communication to the world on what your community is after and i'll tell you the more developers i talk to we work with them all the time they tell us we just want to know what they want we just want to know what the community wants uh, and it's tough to nail down the community, right? Uh, the city, the town. Um, but if you, can, if you can do some of that legwork for them and put it out there, uh, then you're going to attract the right people. So now you've got an understanding of your assets and an understanding of where you want to be, where we are and where we want to be. There's a gap there. There should be, right? Because we're talking about aspirations. We're talking about reaching for something. So you can create a simple one to two year plan. So in two years, we're not going to get to where we want. If we, if we did, that means we set our bar a little bit low, right? That vision statement is a 5, 10, 15-year statement. This one to two-year plan are the first and typically easiest things that we can do to activate our assets, right? What is the first smallest thing that we can do? What's the first domino we can tip over to activate our assets and start to close the gap between what we have and what we want? That's, that's really all the plan that you need, honestly, right? You, you need to understand from the public what they're after. You need to get the leadership's uh, the, uh, uh, unity behind that message. You need to be clear about it, r- establish it as where you're going, and you need the first couple years of actions. That's all you need in a plan. Um, so that's what knowing what you want is about. And then finally, I think you know, one of the more critical pieces of this, once you have those first two pieces done, is telling your story. Do, do not, you know, your that little plan that I just laid out is probably less than 10 pages. Don't take those 10 pages and put them in your in your clerk's uh, file cabinet under plan, right? That's where it will stay, by the way. Out of sight, out of mind, it goes away. The public will start to feel like they're disconnected from it. Uh, you'll lose your plan champions. You'll get no action moving forward. You need to take that vision statement and your action plan and stamp it on Everything. put it everywhere. your vision statement in particular, put it everywhere. Um, if you if all if the way you communicate with your community is through the bulletin board at town hall, put it there. drop it in the penny saver, drop it in the local newspaper. If you have a website, put it on your website on the front page. this is what we want to be in five, 10, 15 years. Social media, bump it once a week, bump some piece of it once a week. Here's a problem we're wrestling with. Acknowledge to your community, hey, we set this goal and we're having a challenge reaching it. Anybody got an idea? I mean, you are going to get the world at your feet if you open the door and and say, hey, we need need some support here. But you got to tell the story. You got to tell the story. Take it on the road. Go see regional leadership, county leadership, regional economic development folks. Go to the state, your state legislators. Go to federal leaders, your federal legislators, key property owners. Remember back when we knocked on doors and said, hey, what do you want your building to be? Well, show them. Hey, we're working on this. Um, so let property owners know that we're we're down the road on this stuff. Funding agencies, people who can help help make a difference. Get it out there because the more air it gets, the more people who see it, the more somebody's going to say, oh, hey, I remember that town. I remember they were looking for this this." You know, piece of uh, a grant funds or uh, or this technical support. Well, we happen to have it now, and let's go see them. And then, similarly, when investors come to town, uh, you know, somebody walks in the door and says, "Hey, I'm I'm here to 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 drop this industrial project on your plate or a solar field or whatever it is. If it doesn't align with your vision, don't feel compelled uh, to react to it, right? Um, but also, don't just say no that's a that's the quickest way to lose uh, to lose investor confidence Um, if they come into town and they come in with a vision that that's misaligned or that needs some tweaking to get aligned tell them what you're after and tell them what you're after anyway these guys travel in packs so they might have a friend who's looking to develop the kind of uh, the kind of product that you're seeking Uh, if your plan is grounded in reality if it makes market sense then someone will make it happen so know what you have, know what you want and tell your story. I know it's not easy. um, So we're not trying to make it, uh, we're not trying to make it out like it's some simple thing, but I also know how passionate that mayors and and other stakeholders are about, about their community. So we know you can make it happen. Look forward to talking with you again in the next couple of weeks. Uh, If you need anything, we're always here for you. Check us out at www.mrbgroup.com. Shoot me a note if you've got questions or concerns or ideas. It's matt.horn, M-A-T-T, H-O-R-N, at mrbgroup.com. Matt, M-A-T-T dot horn, horn, at mrbgroup.com. Thanks so much for checking us out. Look forward to talking with you again real soon. Building Stronger Communities is a collaboration between MRB Group and fingerlakes1.com. To learn more, visit www.SmarterLocalGov.com and check out archived episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Look for links to all those locations in the show notes. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.